This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. All right. Hello, this is a gay and non-gay. Um, Hi. We booked a studio out to speak to a guest who didn't turn up. Yep. So Enjoy today's episode. Welcome to a gay and a non-gay. We have we have a, a blank sheet of paper for today's episode of a gay and a non-gay. Well, actually, we so, don't because you sent me a rather triggering Twitter thread. Oh, really? So this is from my friend Wu Dan. Do you actually know this person? Yeah. Oh right. How do you know them? Uh, did some work for her. I that go means to. Means nothing to anyone, does it? So you're just going to cut that out? Probably, yeah. But you ask the question. If you ask a stupid question, you get a stupid answer. Wu Dan says, and I quote: "I go to therapy and I love therapy, but we've really got to stop using therapy speak." in our everyday lives. What does that mean? She then goes on to explain what it means. Being upset doesn't mean you're triggered. Mm. Not everything that is a trigger is as a result of trauma. Right. Attachment styles alone do not explain the dynamic in your relationships. Okay. Prioritizing your mental health doesn't mean you're setting a boundary. In therapy, these words have very specific meanings. Bringing these terms into the vernacular inaccurately diminishes their power. James piles on. <laughs> I didn't pile point, on, but I did respond. Saying, you do sound triggered though. <laughs> Just a good, a good line. And actually. she did write lol. So I, I think she appreciated my joke. She does sound triggered. And that's what's so funny about this entire thread. Right. Like, you wouldn't post a thread about that unless something had triggered you to be annoyed by the fact that people were, to quote Wudan, using phrases that have specific meanings in popular vernacular and that that diminished their power if you weren't triggered. Right. Well, maybe she's not triggered. Therein lies the problem, right? Because not everything is triggering. Before that word existed circa like five years ago or, or entered the vernacular like five years ago, what would you have said then? That I was upset, maybe. Right. That that had annoyed me. But I think it's a better word than upset or annoyed because it's more specific. Right. It's like, I am triggered. That has triggered me. Now, the thing is, I do understand where Wudan is coming from. And actually... This conversation has been had about other words like insane or crazy. And actually, we need to be careful. I try to be careful when using those words. I definitely steer away from saying depressed or that something is depressing. Right. Because I've had depression. So I think saying a word like that, maybe that's more heightened than crazy. Saying, oh, I find that depressing if you're just telling me a story about something. But then like the weather or something can be depressing. See, I don't know if it can. I I mean, it it can, but is it triggering depression? (laughs) Well, for some people, yeah. <laughs> if you've got seasonal affliction, well, that's the thing. Sad, it's hard what, to what's know. It called? Seasonal afflicted disorder. Yeah, it's difficult to know, isn't it? I probably wouldn't personally call the weather depressing. I right. know I would actually. If it was depressing me, I would. Right. But I'd use that word knowing exactly what it meant. I wouldn't just say, "Oh, the- they've stopped serving." That's depressing. I wouldn't throw it away. I'd know that I was using it to mean actually. I feel quite depressed by the weather today. I wouldn't just flippantly say it. I don't particularly care for it because, well, I mean, to be fair, the problem with James and a lot, a lot of gays is they just overuse all these words. So they just like suck all the meaning out of them. Like, <laughs> for, for example, iconic, like that's been and gone now. Obsessed. You're apparently obsessed with everything when you're not. And in fact, why are people with obsessive compulsive disorder not offended by your incessant use of the word obsessive? I mean, 
I'm obsessed with this. This is great. great. <laughs> you're an you're an icon right now. Thank. You. Well, no. Yeah, but, but... A gay and a non-gay. Did you see the census, Dan? I've got really bad news. So, if you don't live in the UK, in 2021 there was a census, and they asked everyone in the UK to fill out this big form. And for the first time ever, they asked you your sexuality, and you didn't have to fill it out. But I think the majority of people did answer honestly. Yeah. Um. So we have the results of the census and the gayest places to live are obviously big cities like London and Manchester, Brighton. But sadly, Dan, your hometown, Solihull in Birmingham is officially the local authority with the lowest proportion of LGB plus people in England and Wales. I mean, it's not really surprising because... 1.88% of people age 16 years and over in Solihull are lesbian, gay, bisexual or other. Yeah, I mean you don't see you don't see any put it that way. Any what? You don't, you don't come across any any people. Oh right, and you would know would you? Yeah, if yeah. They were gay? I've got a, yeah, yeah, I've got, you got I've got a good gaydar. Having said that, the other day I was in Pret in Solihull and somebody tweeted saying just spotted at Dan Hudson from at Gay Non Gay in Pret in Solihull. Really? Yeah. I did not and see that tweet. I tweeted say, I tweeted them back saying lol come and say hello right they didn't so anyway that's one but that's probably my only interaction with a gay person in Solihull. i can't believe you bumped into (laughs) a person in pret and they knew who you were yeah that's so fun that's happened a few times but wait were they gay or not i think so yeah wow one of the 1.88 yeah that has happened a few times that kind of interaction it happens in gay sort of spaces a bit and it doesn't really count why not well because it's like it's par for the course a little bit I'm not sure. I'll never forget the time I went into a gay bar in Miami, Twist, right. and someone said, oh my God, let me buy you a drink. I listened to your podcast, yeah. like out of the blue. That was yeah. a pretty crazy moment for me because I'm so far from home. But Solihull, so you have bumped into a few gays. Well, that one, yeah. Oh, that's it? In Solihull, yeah. Ever? You've lived there your whole life? I have lived there my whole life. You grew up there? Well, yeah. And you met only one person? Off, sort of off the street, yeah. Right. I mean, it's very conservative with a small C. It's overwhelmingly white yada 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 <laughs> so it follows that there probably wouldn't be loads of how do we make solihull more gay knocking around but i mean just down the road in birmingham is is very diverse shall we go to solihull together we can do and do a gig at the solihull oh, library and arts, arts complex, complex. Yeah, maybe <laughs> that would be fun yeah it would be i would love to do that i think i looked into it before we did a Birmingham gig and it was the cost the cost of the Solihull Library and Arts Complex is quite a lot. Is it? Compared to other venues that we've done. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's sad that but in a way I guess it's quite funny as well, because like you are the non gay of the podcast, so it makes sense for you to be from the most non gay part of, yeah, of England and Wales. Yeah, whereas you're from Brighton or right. close enough. Yeah, so, so congratulations. Yeah. I mean there's a lot of gays in Birmingham. It's a nice full circle moment for if, us. If you're if you're gay and in Solihull, I'm about to temporarily move there, so I'll be out and about. I saw you post on Instagram, James, that you, are instead of a New Year's resolution, you have a, a nudge word. Yes, this is um, a lot of Gen Z people are doing this. Are they? And you. I saw a funny article. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me that I'm not Gen Z. Right. Um, I saw a funny headline, actually, in one of those right-wing rags saying... Gen Z can't commit to anything, which is why they don't have New Year's resolutions. They have words. But I think it's great. So no longer like you don't say, oh, I'm going to quit smoking. You would just say health and you just try and stick to that. Right. And then whatever's going on in your life, you just try and remember your nudge word. Right. Nudge you back in the right direction. Right. So mine, I think, is strength and like power. Yeah. I think that's where I'm trying to nudge to. So like the strength to send an email if I'm scared of rejection or 
the strength to be queer and wear what I want or do my nails, that kind of thing. That's my nudge words. What are you laughing at? I'm not laughing at anything. It's, kind of, it's sort of own your truth, really. But yeah. it's it's more like rise up, be powerful, claim your space. That's my nudge word. What's yours? I don't get involved in all this. But if you had to pick one, what would your word be? I guess it's metal then, isn't it? Always. So metal is your nudge word. <laughs> yeah. What's well, so if, if... Okay, so <laughs> how will that work in practice? If I need a nudge, I'll just listen to some metal. Always feel better after that. There That's great. I wish my life was as simple as that. Or, I mean, just a- any of the amazing, uh, any of the Prince Harry interviews. <laughs> That's helping you, is it? Yeah. Right. Why? I just can't get, I cannot get enough. How come? Because I just think it's amazing. The whole really? Thing. Yeah. Well, I'm really surprised. I thought Why? you would have hated it. But no, I guess he's sort of, I wouldn't personally say he was trashing the royal family i think that's mainstream media nonsense i think he's just telling his truth he's entitled to that but i guess you're not a fan of the royals so maybe that's why you're enjoying it that's the funny crime. enough i sort of like them more as well really off the back of it because the whole thing is flawed it's also like a real problem for the people inside it as well yes and i guess i knew that but this is really opened that up not just harry but all the other people are just trapped in these roles and they have to do this and they have to do that and i think it's it's really like shining a light on it so i think it, i'm obsessed with it i think it's fascinating it is it is fascinating and the reason why the press or whatever it, it's it's threatening the whole establishment which includes the tabloid press and they're in tandem with the royal family and this that and the other so that's why there's such a fury about the whole thing <laughs> because people are just threatened by you know the status quo being at risk challenged yeah. yeah it's actually inherently queer really the way he and megan are speaking their truth and out outing the establishment yeah. is brilliant. It is amazing. It's yeah. queer power and I'm really here for it too. I think it's disgusting how Piers Morgan and Your mate. My mate Piers Morgan and that crowd are constantly coming for Harry and Meghan as though they've been personally attacked. Yeah. And I originally I was thinking, well, is that because they feel as though the royal family are so British that that's part of their identity? In the way that our passports, for example, will say or will now say his majesty the king yeah right they're sort of owned by the king or the queen aren't they our yeah. passport's not really ours it's sort of a gift from the royals so you kind of you kind of feel like as a british person they are your family or at least that's what we're taught right and i think we're kind of brainwashed and it does make me it's made me question like are we living in a sort of stealth nanny state <laughs> or i was going to say north korea obviously we're not but are we living in a sort of situation where we've been brainwashed because when you speak to old people about harry and Meghan, they are angry yeah my mum is fuming <laughs> she thinks it's disgusting she will not believe a word they say yeah she thinks that Meghan's turned harry against his family yeah which i think is so misogynistic and problematic and i mean the only argument i've had recently not even with my ex but with with my mom on christmas day about megan and the media and she just can't stop spouting the lies that the media come out with well there is some truth in that in the, i don't want to get too down too far down this path but there is some truth in that in that if he hadn't met her then he wouldn't have... not really i think but... it would have happened anyway he's a very damaged person he's been yeah, through yeah. a lot of trauma yeah, it's yeah, not, yeah it's not good what he's been through and he's found someone that I think he's found someone amazing, actually. I really, I, I love them both. I think... <laughs> we should get them on. I think there's obviously, no one's perfect, but I think it's good what they're doing. I think they are shining a light on something that needs a light shone on it. Yeah, and yeah, actually, yeah. it's, there's never a good time to do that. Maybe now isn't the best time because there's a lot of other things that are worse in the world. But the media are incredibly toxic and do need to be brought down a peg or two. Being back on Grinder is really annoying. Well, no one's forcing you at gunpoint to, to be on it, are they? 
Yeah, but it's sort of interesting. It's like a weird world. Yeah. Of hole picks and preferences. Yeah. It's very strange. Right. I mean, Mabin was talking about this in one of our episodes recently, if you haven't listened to that yet. It came out in December. And he said that he used to go on Grindr to see if he could find someone to fuck in like five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it's less than that. You can find someone yeah. within a minute, I think. That's in London, I doubt, in Solo Hole. Oh, no, absolutely <laughs> not. Oh, maybe. My friend, our friend Simon was slagging off Solo Hole the other day. Right. I, I was saying, I was sticking up for it, saying what's close to Birmingham. And his point was like, you can't say that somewhere's good because it's... What's um, near it? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you can. I mean, that's why like Milton Keynes is good because it's near everything. <laughs> I was supposed to do the Milton Keynes 20, which is 20 mile run in Milton Keynes, which I, ne- I neglected to do. And here, the reason why I didn't do it, even though I'd signed up to it, is because the day before my mum died. And actually, that wasn't, it wasn't like, oh, I'm so sad I can't do the run. But I was like, I don't know if I literally can run 20 miles because I haven't been eating the right shit, yada, 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 and sleeping correctly. So I didn't do it. And then having paid my money, I emailed the Milton Keynes 20 people and said, oh, hi, sorry, I couldn't make the race because I'd suffered a bereavement. But obviously, I paid my money, so can I have my T-shirt? And they said no. Uh, it said no we only give out t-shirts to people who've completed the race right wow can you believe that i can actually you didn't do the race dan so i mean why would you want the t-shirt well the principal but you didn't run it and what well i'm just saying i don't think you need another t-shirt no but i paid for it thing is dan i'm part of the solution not the problem right so i don't just want a t-shirt for nothing because i just think that's a waste of our world's resources right i'm really not good at taking the piss out of you by copying what you say (laughs) a gay and a non-gay do the admin and support a gay and a non-gay visit gaynongay.com slash donate